Welcome to another episode of the AbilityNet podcast. Disability, technology, inclusion. I'm your host, Robin Christofferson, Head of Digital Inclusion at AbilityNet, a pioneering UK charity with a mission to make a digital world accessible to all. This week's episode is about the Tech for Good Awards. They're open for nominations. Please get your entries in. Closing date is the 5th of May. You can go to www.techforgoodawards.com. That's tech, the number four, goodawards.com. You can download a transcript of this episode from www.abilitynet.org.uk slash podcast. So sit back, grab your favourite beverage and let's get started. We're back for another Tech for Good focused uh, episode of the AbilityNet podcast. Mark is here. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Now, this one is close to my heart. It's about eye health and uh Maybe one day they'll invent something that will um, help people with my eye condition, not, uh, you know, save their vision. But this one is something that impacts literally millions of people around the world. Do you want to tell us about this one? Yeah. So this is peak vision. And um, so they, the, st- the problem they start off trying to solve is just how many people have preventable eye conditions in the, in, on the planet. And, and it's actually in the billions, not millions, the, uh, the, mm. where w- the problem is the lack of access to eye care and um, the lack of access to diagnosis at the beginning of the eye care process. Um, When they originally won an award, they're a double award winner, which is also really interesting in the Tech for Good story because we've been going for 12 years and these guys started off um, winning an award for an app that could be used um, without an internet connection to diagnose cataracts. So it could take a photograph of somebody's Mm -hmm. eye and peer-reviewed or medic- a medical instrument sort of level of, mm-hmm. of diagnostics that could then be brought back to base if you're out in the field, principally developed in, in Africa um, in, in rural areas um, or to be used in that area. So you could come back to base, you could diagnose, you could get that uh, looked at by an optometrist and then you could have that op- sorry, ophthalmologist and then you could have that uh, diagnosis followed up. Um, what they, what that, that was 2015, 2016, I think they won for that. And then, uh, 2020, uh, what they're, what they're looking at is a whole system wrapped around that initial diagnosis. So they've created a platform. Peak Vision now is no longer just the app, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, still remains at the center of the process. It's now the whole end to end eye care health system being wrapped up into a, a system that can be, um, deliver better quality eye, eye health care across the scale of a country. Um, and they've built the platform with the technology at the center of it to do the diagnostics and also the follow-up data review to show how the resources are being used. I and mean, it's just, you know, it's exploded because of the success of that relationship that they had on the ground. They've built that link into uh, sort of aid agencies, the, the medical healthcare systems in different countries. So, yeah, really fascinating shift from the initial I know, app, you know, essentially a piece of yep. tech that's an app through to a full information system and resource and a platform that is really, you know, and, and on the back of that, then they can then start addressing those huge numbers. The scalability is in that system. Brilliant. Okay. Well, let's uh, jump over to you <laughs> interviewing them for uh, a little bit more. 
Welcome back to the Tech for Good podcast. Um, today I'm joined uh, by Jeanette from Peak Vision, who are, um, previously won two awards um, in the Tech for Good Awards. So I'm really pleased that we're going to talk through what Peak is, how it works, what it's doing, and also um, some of the stuff about the model that they've developed around working in partnership, um, which was a, a key part of the work um, that, that won the award. So firstly, um, hi, Jeanette. Um, uh, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and, and introduce Peak Vision to those uh, people who haven't come across it before? Sure. Thanks, Mark. Um, I'm Jeanette McKenna. I'm head of sustainability, marketing and development at Peak Vision. Um, Peak's a social enterprise. We power eye health program providers to strengthen their systems and service delivery with a software and data intelligence platform. But it's probably best for me to kind of back up a bit and, and tell you a little bit about the space that we're in um, to explain a bit more about what we're doing. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, 1.1 billion people in the world are living with avoidable or preventable vision impairment. So um, this is a podcast you can't see me. I'm wearing uh, glasses at the moment, so I'm not one of those 1.1 billion. I've had my uh, vision corrected, but many people haven't. And so that's a huge number. It's expected to grow to at least 1.8 billion by 2050. And what's really sort of tragic about the whole thing is that it could be solved very easily in many cases, most cases, with a simple cataract surgery or, as I said, a pair of glasses. And so Peak is operating in that space. We're trying to help to make uh, systems more efficient. And we're doing that through a, as I said, a software and data intelligence platform. Hmm. And, and, and really, I mean, even further back in the sense of the, the, the story of Peak anyway, a p part of it is being involved in the whole eye care network. And so it, it, that's because of the core being ophthalmologists. So as I understand it, that's, that's where the, where the idea comes from is that people who are at that front end and actually seeing these challenges day in, day out, that that's the, the core of where Peak comes from. Exactly. Yeah. Our, um, our CEO, who's a CEO and, and co-founder, Dr. Andrew Bastaris, he's an, he is an ophthalmologist and he, he's started out early on um, in, in peak vision with really with a PhD um, project. And he went to Kenya back in 2011 or so to kind of study what was happening there in terms of the, you know, the, the, the problem with blindness in Kenya. Um, and while he was there and it was sort of building on an idea he'd been having for a little while, but that kind of there had to be a better way of doing things or a different way of doing things. Um, and probably smartphones had a role to play. And, you know, that was sort of part of the idea. And he then, you know, um, started working with a really a, a, a team of visionary local clinicians and, and technical experts in Kenya to start to sort of flesh this out and to, to develop um, what, what became Peak Vision, but starting with an app that would help to um, tackle some of this, you know, kind of almost overwhelming problem of, you know, way too many people not getting access to the care that they needed. Mm. And, and certainly that, I mean, that's, that, there's a double award winner. That's the app that won the award the first time around. And at that point, the groundbreaking bit was the fact that we were using mobile phones in 
in remote areas. Um, it didn't rely on connectivity from what I remember. There was a, there was a whole element of that, which was making it practical in, in, in the field in the sense of being able to encounter anybody anywhere, you know, whether or not there was an internet connection, use the phone to, 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 to capture the data, then diagnose remotely by bringing it back to base. I think that was the principle at the time. Um, uh, so, so relatively, looking back now, relatively straightforward. I'm sure that you know the science <laughs> that built it, that you know the the diagnostics that was going on using the photograph. I guess that was the clever bit to begin with, and, and identifying the symptoms and being able to then use the software to to then feed back to the patient that, that, that there was some sort of issue that needed addressing. Yeah, 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 and it's. Um, I mean, one of the first things you know, Peak has been. Um, really an evolution as, as all good companies are. Um, but, you know, one of the first things that happened was to develop this, um, uh, what we call Peak Acuity is a, a an app that um, can screen anyone anywhere using a smartphone uh, technology or tablet. And what, what Peak's been really good at over the years, not just kind of that original study, but was to validate, you know, to kind of make sure that there was evidence behind what we were doing with the technology. And so it was um, kind of a, a clinically validated app to be able to screen anywhere, uh, screen anyone anywhere, and that it had the same results as um, kind of a, a, a traditional screening um, and so over the years, and maybe we'll come to this, but that's, you know, kind of that was the the start of it. And there were a few other kind of areas that we were we were looking at um, early on that we then really have been focusing and putting all our energy into how do you then embed this sort of screening technology into end-to-end systems um, so that it becomes really an end-to-end solution so that it's great if you can screen anywhere, anyone, anywhere, but how do they, what happens with them or what happens, you know, once they've been screened, how do they really get what we call connected to care? So how do they move through the system um, that we don't lose them, that people aren't kind of lost in the system? And that's really kind of links back to that 1.1 billion people living kind of with vision loss. Um, a lot of the times they might start on that journey and they never finish it. And right. that might be, you know, that kind of is often a supply and demand issue. But so it's really kind of connecting them through using technology to connect them through the system and make sure that they get that care that they need. Yeah. So, but- yeah, early on, it was kind of that kind of the, the kind of can we build this app that's validated and works? And yeah. then, you know, over the years, it's been sort of how do we kind of hide, how do we apply that and how do we work with organizations Certainly, Peak isn't doing it on on our own. So, how do we work with organizations to take that um, that system and that solution that we've built and really embed it? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it, I mean it's worth pointing out as well that you know in one it, it was I think in twenty fifteen the award was for digital health I think, um, and then in uh, more recently twenty twenty it was for the Tech for Good for Africa award. That's right. Yeah, twenty one. Um, yeah, and that. That shift, I think, is a really good example of what um, what we learn about Tech for Good, of course, is that, you know, we don't have awards for apps. We have awards for the way that the technology is being used and the space within it. So in the first case, it was trying to create a link in the chain, as you described, that we can diagnose successfully and that it's valid and that the information it's preparing and, and, and sharing is, is valid 
um, medically. And of course, the next phase of your, you know, the award winning nature of what you've done is to become part of that system and the end to end system. Um, so, so thinking about that, you, you mentioned the numbers that the billion people, to what extent, um, you know, is the challenge that the eye care at the other end of it isn't available? And how much of it was the diagnosis at the beginning? You know, what, which, which, how many bits of the jigsaw are you pulling together at any time? And, and where are the real priorities and challenges in the sense of trying to address that, that, that the needs of a billion people? How has that picture sort of evolved over that time? Yeah, um, I think kind of from a very simple way to, to describe it there. So there is a supply problem uh, where, you know, there aren't the... Um, specialists let's call them ophthalmologists optometrists in in a you know in as great a supply as as would would be needed and you know in certain countries and even within those countries it's very um disproportionate so all of the ophthalmologists are in capital cities for example and not in kind of rural communities so there's a real sort of issue there um and I'll come back to that in a second. And then there's the demand side of things where a lot of the people who have eye health problems don't necessarily realize um, that they that there's help available, that um, solutions exist. Or there's very sort of practical uh, logistical problems in that they can't take the time off work or, or whatever they're doing, um, kind of often sort of, uh, you know, um, independently um, employed people uh, can't kind of can't make it to the clinics or you know can't travel very far they don't have the transport available so there's kind of this this you know we're wrestling with that all of the time one of the things that peak helps to do is to really sort of I guess, shine a light on both of those ends of the spectrum and make, you know, make the resources that are available more efficient. So um, where, for example, we can help to uh, avoid people having to travel long distances to get to a tertiary hospital, for example, to have a cataract operation if they really only need even some drops or they could be seen more locally to get a pair of eyeglasses, then that frees up, you know, the ophthalmologist's time, for example, who can then focus on the cataract surgery. So the whole system becomes um, more agile, more efficient. And by having kind of that ability to screen people anywhere by anyone, really using using the app and then pulling that data into what then we have is kind of a, um, this, this, uh, intel data intelligence platform. It helps for eye health program, um, uh, um, managers to plan the systems more or the, the programs more effectively. It helps them to kind of work on what resources did they have? Where can they optimize them? Um, and where it, then getting back to the the kind of the patient side, it, it brings them back in because there's ways that we can help with the with the technology to move them through the system. So SMS messages, for example, reminders to make sure that they come to their um, their follow up appointment or to come and pick up their glasses or or whatever it may be. So it's a whole kind of connected um, system that's going on, but really, you know, obviously being you know, we, we provide that to our partners and the organizations that use Peak, um, and then they kind of run it themselves. 
So, so that's um, that that sort of holistic view that you're describing there. I'm thinking about where these one billion people are that aren't getting the the the, the eye care um, that they need. Are there particular places you focus that development in terms of that relationship building, growing the the platform? I, you know, because it's not going to be everywhere all at the same mm. time. It, it, yeah. How has that sort of evolved? Over time, I'm guessing there's a, a high number of partners that have to be connected to, and there's going to be government in there somewhere. Mm. There's going to be NGOs. There's going to be local issues in some countries which are very different to others. I mean, how, mm. how is that? I mean, I'm, I can see the word sustainability in your and development in your role mm. as well as marketing. I'm guessing that's the juice that keeps the whole thing flowing is building that model up, growing and changing. You mentioned agile. Mm. But, uh, how have you done that? Where, where, I mean, what, where have you started? Where did you start with that stuff? How, how do you continue to evolve geographically? Yeah. Um, so we, um, as I said, Andrew, who's our CEO, started it back in sort of 2011, et cetera. So um, we, we did the kind of the first um, work really was in Kenya and we're still primarily in Africa and Asia, so <laughs> huge, huge uh, area. But um, we really worked with kind of local organizations to develop um, Peak in terms of the app and the software. Um, and I'm sort of taking us through the stages of Peak, really. So originally it was kind of developing that that uh, and validating validating the app. And then in about 2015, um, Peak then spun out of uh, what was London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. So where where that um, where Andrew was doing his PhD, and we became a, a, a social enterprise, an independent kind of entity, and we started to look at okay, well, how do we um, how do we use or well by that point it was how do we use the app in an eye health program and kind of validating that, and then the next sort of phase of our development was how, okay, we've, we've done the app, we've validated it. We've actually then validated that it can be used in a eye health program effectively. Now, how can we um, hand that to other organizations to do? Because we didn't, you know, Peak didn't want to become, you know, a huge organization that was trying to do it ourselves everywhere. So how can we sort of make sure that we can then kind of pass that on um, and that was in about 2018 that we um, uh, kind of signed an agreement with our, what I would call our anchor partner. It's a CBM Christian Blind Mission, who's a, a huge um, uh, INGO, and they have a, 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 a quite a big specialty in eye health. And so we've been working with them over the years to um, kind of power their programs. And we've really worked with them to figure out, okay, well, where are they prioritizing? Where do they want to use Peak? Um, and sort of, you know, kind of that partnership has grown phenomenally. So they've, you know, started um, kind of one of the first programs in Tanzania and Pakistan. And so we we went with them to those or those countries, and it's really kind of led by our partners in terms of where they want to use Peak. Um, we one of the kind of forward-looking things which maybe we'll come to but um is uh, so far it's been just english language only but we have started to work on translation so that will kind of open up lots of new doors into west africa and uh possibly other uh areas that aren't anglophone so um 
so yeah, there's been an, kind of an evolution in terms of the geographies. Um, Peak is really built for scale, so we really encourage um, kind of population programs really sort of looking at kind of you can you could use it for an independent hospital for example but ideally you're trying to connect different components of the system together so that as I said you know just always thinking about how is that patient or has how is that person going to get from you know kind of literally their front door to the services and to the care that they need so what you know, what centers are available with, you know, kind of primary health center or if they need further um, kind of uh, further kind of uh, health services in terms of, you know, um, secondary or tertiary services, then how does, how do all of those components connect? Um, And so we really look at a kind of community-based program, but then we also have school eye health programs as well that also then feed into kind of where are those children going to get the care that they that they need? So we really look at a kind of a, a, a kind of we encourage partners to look at it from a, a, a bigger picture. So, you know, district level, um, regional level and, and even national level. Um, and, um, you know, kind of from the outset, that's what we're hoping for, that people are kind of quite ambitious with the programs that they're they're looking at to, to with you know, to use peak within. Yeah. So, so looking ahead in the sense of the development uh, in that, you know, that you're, you're painting a picture there of um, multiple connection points in a local or, or a national area. What sort of partnerships are you looking at developing now that you've, you know, clearly the system's there and it's beginning to sort of demonstrate its value on those areas where you're working? Oh. Is it government that you're looking to? Is it other NGOs? Um, how, I'm thinking about people listening in and thinking about how this connects into the inf- the sort of networks that they're part of. Yeah. Um, how, how is how does the next big step look to you in the sense of that shift from what you've described as we've got it here working, we're trying to now implement it on a bigger scale. Um, it, it's built for scale, so you're, yeah. it's not necessarily going to be a tech challenge. It's much more that relationship and how it's implemented is, is what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Um I guess one of the examples that I can give, there's a couple um, and there's probably at the moment three countries in particular that um, peak is working in where sort of that scale is happening. Um, So in uh, October of last year, so 2022 um, there had been a a program that had been sort of, in the making really for, for a number of years in Botswana, it's called Ponayame and it's uh, that translates to my vision and it will be, um, it was launched in, in October and it's really the government of Botswana's national school eye health program. So they're using peak within that program. And the idea is to, to screen every school going child, um, in, in Botswana and connect them to the care that they, they need. So those, you know, that's the kind of ambition that is, you know, really you know, incredible and really sort of visionary. <laughs> use the word visionary, um, but it is visionary for uh, governments and uh, you know organizations to be thinking at that scale. And so there's a there's kind of that's a that's one one to watch in terms of how that will kind of roll out and really that will become you know kind of embedded. 
um, into the system in Botswana. The second one that we've been, you know, kind of we, we talk a lot about in peak and it's been a real, you know, it's it's been incredible is what's happening in Pakistan. So although I know we, we kind of um, in 2021 won the uh, Tech for Good for Africa award, but we, we work in multiple countries, obviously. Um, and so Pakistan started with uh, the peak program or the peak powered program um, powering sort of, you know, uh, three centers, basically. Um, and it's now, I think, at a, you know, probably over 1,700 centers that are connected. So, um, you know, an incredible journey that we've been on with our with our partners there. So that's that's one of the CBM programs, um, and we power that. And they work with local partners to um, to deliver and implement that program. And so there's been a huge amount of evolution there I guess you could say they work now with um, these different uh, eye health centers and different kind of schools are involved but also they've got um, the lady health volunteers who are going door to door and doing screening so it's just this this amazing you know sort of evolution I guess I'm trying to think of a different word to, to use but of you know okay see what works build on that test it you know, kind of see what else works, kind of how does it, how do you grow it so that it's, um, it's fit for purpose. It's not you know, kind of overwhelming, but it's also just, you know, that scale becomes sort of holistic. Um, and then the third one is Kenya, which is, you know, almost the home for peak because that's where, that's where it started um, with that, with, with Andrew's project. Um and so there's a, again, it's another CBM led, uh, program, which they were called the, the vision impact, um, project. And so peak is being used in, um, eye health programming across seven counties, um, which will, um, expand to 10 counties over time. And again, just incredible kind of screening scale into the terms of this number of people that are being screened um, kind of month on month. So, you know, I think in December, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head um, across all of the peak um, kind of footprint, all of the programs that we're powering in the various countries, we're looking at about 250,000 people per month that are being screened using um peak uh peak technology and and um so you know for for all of those people you know that's the journey begins possibly many people will be screened and and they they're they have good eye health so they don't need to continue on the journey but many won't and they were they will be the ones that are then sort of um you know kind of taken through the system and hopefully at the end get the the care that they need so, Jeanette, you're describing uh, this development process in three different places there, which and, and really bringing to life the, the complexity of that in the sense of the tech sitting in the middle of it, but all of those sort of end-to-end, the, the demand and the supply stuff. Um, from the point of view of the Tech for Good Awards, um, how, how, in what way has Tech for Good, winning a Tech for Good Award sort of helped, you know, develop the, 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 the program you're talking about? Um, and then maybe looking ahead, what sorts of things is it helpful for us to be able to do in terms of networking and connecting up and maybe in one of those countries in particular somebody's listening and thinking about how they can help um 
how has the award helped you and, and, and in what way could we do more to help? Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, the award was great. I wasn't, I personally wasn't at peak in the, at, in the 2014 award. Um, but maybe interestingly, I was at an organization that was a, a donor organization. And that's how I came across peak was I was one of the funders to peak originally. So that was kind of happening at the same time as the 2014 um, tech for good award. And, you know, even from that donor perspective, I think um, this kind of award is a really great, you know, it's a great badge, I guess it's a great kind of credibility piece. Um, so when I, I joined Peak and in 2021, we won the award um, for Tech for Good for Africa, I can think it happened, you know, it was helpful in a few different ways. One, it was definitely a boost internally, it's a real morale boost for the team. And I think that's, you know, we don't forget that ever within peak, but it's, you know, it was a good reminder that it was, it was a nice lift um, for the team and 2021, uh, you know, that, that period, <laughs> the COVID period was um, any lift was, was great. Um, so that was good. And I, I remember even actually applying for the award, you know, we had our team sort of, uh, I think do a, a, a small video or something. And that was a really nice kind of team exercise it also, I mean, I think anytime any of these these kind of awards, and especially an award like Tech for Good, who that has a lot of credibility, has you know really good reputation, that's always good for potential new team members as well. So we tend to kind of quote that in our um, you know job adverts and 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 those kind of things, just that that um, extra sort of. Uh, distinguisher I suppose you could say um it's helped us I would say in the donor conversations that we've had it's you know we can talk a lot about what peak does well but it's nice to have that external validation as well and then also in our partner slash customer conversations again it's a, a great credibility um piece that we like to talk about and sort of we're quite a humble organization but it's um it's nice to have that external um, recognition mm. in terms of and, and in terms of the networking I guess that's the that's the other thing that we've got uh, the, I, I think probably that we don't use as much as we could and, and certainly looking ahead that's what we're going to try and do more of um, yeah. and I can see ways that that would cross over with you know different countries um, and different work you're doing in those networks definitely I think um, for us you know, it, we there have been some very serendipitous moments in Peak's uh, journey, and and it always feels as though, it, you know, it happens through networking. So many of the the things that have happened with and for Peak have been through connections, and so I think anything like this, and especially with, I remember in twenty twenty one when we were, it was a virtual award, and just being, you know, chatting to the other. Um, the nominees are the kind of uh, the, the the folks who were in the the breakout rooms with us. It was really such a, a, a you know encouraging space, I think, and it was a really great network to be part of. And it's as I think about it now, now that the world is opened up and you can actually network maybe a bit more freely. I think that's a really great opportunity for anybody who's who's applying um, going forward to just really develop those networks because you just you really never know when the next conversation that you have is actually going to lead lead to something you know quite significant so i would definitely encourage that 
Brilliant. Well, um, I mean, I, I think, um, that the dual award that, that, uh, Peak has is a really interesting example of how tech for good has changed over the time that we've been running it. This is the 12th year we're running it this year. So I love the sort of join between, Hey, there's this app. Oh, well, hang on a minute. We want to get involved, um, in, in solving the problem on a, on, on a grand scale. Then we're going to have to get to grips with this whole, um, systematic change that you're describing um how, how do you see that looking in the next say five years what's that what are the big sort of horizons that you've set yourselves um as as a sort of big step forward uh for peak yeah the so i think the three areas that we talk a lot about uh, and that we're working on for ourselves is more automation so we talk about putting more sort of services into the software um so that's really that's helping to kind of take some of the burden off peak as an organization and our, and our team members so that if we can kind of do more automation, we are looking, especially in that scaling idea that um, more around certification. So again, you know, taking what peak has developed and really um, bringing that to local communities, more into local uh, providers and kind of, um, you know, providing the right training and the right support, but really kind of handing it to them to, to power their programs with, um, with, with what we've developed at Peak. And then there's always the advocacy piece and just making sure that, um, you know, that, that message is out there that, you know, this is available. It can be adopted by INGOs, by governments in particular, um, that eye health matters. I think that's something that we are, always you know banging the drum about and it doesn't get enough recognition or enough um, attention so that's something that we're very keen and i think where peak has a role to play in that particular is that we a lot of we're, we're pulling out we're kind of um laying bare a lot of the data that's happening you know that's in eye health programming and so with that 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 becomes very powerful to bring some of those messages home that you know there's something can be done about it there are solutions we don't need to be despondent and, um, and to kind of, you know, and technology has a role to play as well. Mm, cool. Thank you. Well, I mean, I guess, um, we get such a variety of people, um, engaged with the Tech for Good Awards. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you're open to conversations with partners, with, with Absolutely. all sorts of. All sorts of people in, in, in any parts of the world that you're describing and others, I'm sure. So, um, uh, your contact details will be on our website and, and through the Peak Vision, uh, site. And, and, and I'm hoping that that, you know, the next, the next generation of relationships hopefully will include some people who are listening in now and can see ways to connect in because that's a very open sort of network you're creating there. I think that's really, uh, inspiring to see that model growing and changing over time. So, uh, brilliant. Thank um, you. And thank you to Tech for Good and, ability net you've been you know huge um you know huge supporters not just for peak but you know for the whole sector so i think thank you thank you thank you well um, thanks so much for joining us Jeanette. and um let's see what comes in this year's awards and and the next exciting stage of all of these ideas and also for you as peak um good luck and and and, and more power to your elbow for for growing and, and and tackling that huge problem so thank you very much for being here today thank you Brilliant. So that was really, I mean, the, the work that they're doing, the impact that they're having on the ground is absolutely brilliant, isn't it? It is. And, and they've got that full sort of partnership approach, which is really impressive. That's how you make change happen at that scale. And as Jeanette said, you know, they've, they've brought in the relationships at, at government level as well. They're trying to have an impact on a, 
you know, on, on a huge scale, and, and they've recognised that. But and, and at the heart of that is this data sharing and using the platform and the app still still sits in the middle of that that they originally won for. So uh, that whole ecosystem they're creating is amazing, I think. And um, yeah, it's an incredible story that, story, given the scale yeah. of the problem they're tackling, you know, that, that of what they're achieving is fantastic. Absolutely. And do you think that the success and the progress is all down to them winning the award the first time around? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's because they're really clever and they work really hard. Uh, <laughs> all we've done is ice the, the cake. Good. We've iced the cake, obviously. No, I mean, genuinely, I think winning an award is a good thing. I don't think there's any harm in us to, and sort of saying it's good that we, that we find it. But, you know, when you hear about the amount of work that they're doing and the scale of what they're doing what i think it does is it opens doors for them it gives them credibility it you know it creates new relationships they met people at the events and 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 that obviously flows but i mean in any case around any of the winners that we see you can see that what people are doing is driven by a passion and by you know a concern for those social problems and there's no better example of that than peak and how that's grown and andrew bastoros who's the founder and sort of lead uh, uh, medic behind the program. He, you know, he's the one who's pushed that through. Jeanette's joined, and they've grown and grown. So, and we've obviously helped. I'm, I'm you know, but I, I think yeah, it's an incredible program that they've put this huge, huge amount of effort into. That was thoroughly tongue in cheek. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise that. <laughs> there are lots of there are lots of winners who have said that you know they've 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 been catapulted into onto a completely new level after winning the award. These guys you know, the the product spoke for itself and they've really, like you say, created this ecosystem around it that is that is literally changing people's lives. So yeah, we heard from what three words last time, this time something that's equally impactful on the ground. And, you know, technology just has that power and that potential. And the Tech for Good Awards really do highlight where it's being used to uh, improve uh, the lives of people right around the world. So yeah, a brilliant one. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time, shall we, Matt? We will do. See you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of the AbilityNet podcast. If you're looking for accessibility training, AbilityNet offer a range of affordable, high-quality online training courses to help you build skills in accessibility and inclusive design. Courses include PDF accessibility, accessible social media, and more. Use the discount code AbilityNetPodcast10, that's all one word, for 10% off any upcoming AbilityNet online training. And discover more courses at abilitynet.org.uk slash training. Thanks again for tuning in and more hot discussions around accessibility will be coming soon. <laughs>